You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, Paul Moyer. We got Curtis Rogers with score updates as well. It was a shootout in Detroit. Seattle gets it done 48 to 55. Lots of offense going down. Geno Smith throws for 320 yards, the fifth time in his career going over 300. First time in his career going back to back 300 yards. Jared Goff had himself a day too. He goes for 378 and four touchdowns. They got the run game going. Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 151. One, two touchdowns, a long of 41. This is a good sight right here. DK and Tyler Lockett got theirs today. DK goes seven for 149. No touchdowns, but Tyler Lockett goes six for 91. And the tight ends got involved as well. Uncle Will Disley with a touchdown. You got Noah Fant with a touchdown. Lots of scoring, lots of yards, over a thousand total yards. In this game alone, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Also, we're going to hear from Pete Carroll. Going to listen to players as they step up to the podium. Going to catch up with Rabel. Also, listen to interviews from Jen Mueller. All that is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks postgame show. Seattle gets it done in Detroit, 48-245. We're going to bring in the man who called all the action, Mr. Rabel. Man, this was an offensive just shootout. Over a thousand yards combined and 93 points in between these two teams. These defensive coordinators got to be shaking their heads, but the offensive coordinators might be feeling a little different, Raves. Well, I, I think you're right, and and I'll try to stay on the positive side of that. Shane Waldron in the offense and the guys who actually executed that offense, led by Geno Smith. What a performance! I mean, Geno was just on the money with his throws, and he didn't just throw little flat passes. He was throwing slants. He was throwing crossing routes. He was wherever the ball needed to be, he put it there. And then he was able to scramble out of trouble a number of times, run the ball for a couple of first downs. Everything you could ask of your quarterback, Geno Smith did. Penny, the kind of guy we saw at the end of last season, we just saw him starting to get his this head of steam up during the early part of this season. Man, he broke free today a couple of times, and it was so good to see. Everybody played well on that offense. Uh, and then on the defensive side, at times, they were able to, to play well, but not enough. When you give up 45 points, that's, that's tough against a Lions team that had so many people hurt. They're, they're just going to have to, the Seahawks are really going to have to reevaluate what they're doing and how they're doing it because, you know, communication only goes so far. At some point, you, you know, you have, to, you have to look at what you're doing. Yep, defense definitely had their struggles, but you mentioned, man, Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. I've been sitting here with the guys watching him for the past few weeks, and they're saying, look, he's a value type of runner. He's got to get going. Once he hits around 13, 14 carries, he starts to fill it. Do you think he's uh, he's shaping out to midseason form already? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I do. You know, that last run, for instance, when you had to have a first down, we had to have five and a half yards. We needed five. And what did he get? Six on that run off the left side. And it was just sort of a nice exclamation point on the day-to-day. How you pick up that first down to finally end this thing, give yourself a chance to do two kneel downs and fly home a winner. That, to me, says something about that offensive front. And, of course, 
we heard Penny after the game, he could not get done talking about his offensive line and his receivers and his quarterback not wanting to take any of the credit. But, boy, he sure looks good to me. Nice to see Rashad get it done. Raves defensively, we had two rookies with big plays. Kobe Bryant forces a fumble, then Tariq Woolen gets a pick six. Second game in a row that he has an interception. Uh, these young guys are making some plays for us. They are, and and that's a, that's certainly a positive thing. And and the big guys up front, I mean, the, the run for the most part, I thought they did a, a decent job uh, most of the time against Williams. He's a pretty good runner. But, uh, you know, th- there were times when guys just kind of ran free, and you're not sure if it's, a, if it's a blown coverage or if somebody got rubbed off of somebody else. And, again, as Dave said at the end of the broadcast, the film doesn't lie. It will tell all uh, as the guys get home. And, uh, fl- in fact, when they fly home, they'll look at it on their iPads on the plane. So it's, it's – it's, I was going to say there's just a few things they need to correct. It's really a lot of things they need to correct. But the big thing is you can't give up those explosives. Uh, figure out a way. I don't care how you do it, but you've got to figure out a way not to give up when you need 23 yards and you give up 27 or give up an 81-yard completion and nobody can catch up with them. It's just really difficult, and I, I can understand how much pressure that defense is under right now to start making plays. Well, the offense is honed it down, Raves. The defense, uh, they, done, they did some good things. I know they gave a lot of points, but they did some good things. Man, we appreciate your time, and like always, man, you get home safely. All right, Bump. See you later. All right, you guys. That was the first time in team history the Seahawks have scored 10 points in every quarter. I'm sure the guys are going to have a lot to say about that and more. Hawks get it done in Detroit, 48-45. to Geno Smith had himself a day, 23 of 30, 320 yards. Geno Smith joined Derek Carr and Tom Brady as the only quarterback since 1950 with a 70-plus completion percentage in each of their teams' first four games in a season, minimum of 25 attempts. I'm Michael Bumpus here with Paul Moyer. Big Ray, Marcus Trufant, lots of stuff happened today, Moore. You, you were rattling off some stats to me, man. Educate the people. Well, I mean, I love history. Uh, Aaron Rodgers told us uh, earlier, or Curtis Rodgers, excuse me, uh, uh, told us earlier, first time in NFL history, a 48-45 game. Um, first time in Seahawk history, they've never punted. Um, first time in NFL history, you just mentioned 10 points in each quarter. Uh, 555 yards. First of all, congratulations to the Seahawks. Yeah. This is now, what, 10 of 11. We've gone to the East Coast and won in that time zone. That's hard to do. It used to be hard to do. For some reason, the Seahawks have made it look easy. Um, just just a battle. I mean, no one expected our offense to be the strength of this team coming into the season. And Geno Smith has been nothing but phenomenal. Uh, nothing. I mean, had the running game. And you guys talked about it, you and uh, Steve Rabel after. It was, look, when you can run the football at the end of a game where you have to put the game away, get a first down. They had all three timeouts. You know me, I was stressing out big time. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to be able to do that. I mean, that's just huge. And I, here's where I'll leave it. This was just a game of big plays. They had 10 plays or more that added up to 313 yards. We had 10 plays or more that added up to over 300 yards as well, 304. It was just a game of big plays. we got to fix that defensively, but it was awfully fun to watch offensively. 235 on the ground, Ray. Yeah, that, that was uh, big stuff, man. And I, I really like uh, the commitment to the run and, and then getting – uh, Rashad Penny in there at the end of games. And uh, <clears throat> to me, this is the first time, you know, last year I was talking about marrying the run game and the pass game and all this other kind of stuff. And this is the first time in a long time where that it looked like 
a complete comprehensive offense. The the run game matched the passing game, and the passing game matched the run game, the play action, all that kind of stuff all kind of came together. And then just Shane Waldron, like a, a perfect call on those two big runs where – they were bringing A-gap blitzers, and we ran uh, – the Seahawks ran like a counter to it. So all you need is for the right side to block every – wash everyone down, and you were pulling the guard one time, and you pulled the guard in the tackle the second time, and it ended up being big plays because there's no one else left to block. So perfect call and perfect situations, and then for Penny to be able to see the holes and then you know use his speed and the size. And I will say, the thing that I'm liking most about Penny to where I'm almost like, okay, like – Maybe not every time. <laughs> it's like he looks for contact, whereas mm. before it didn't seem like that was his style. But there was a play where he could have just gotten his yards and went out of bounds, but he still kind of dropped his shoulder and like just wanted to let this defensive back know that, hey, you're not just going to push me out of bounds. So I love that about him. As an offensive lineman, that gets you fired up, dude. When you see a dude running that hard, you want to block just that much more for him. Now, we're going to focus on offense, true, obviously, because they did a lot of good things. Um, the defense had their moments as well. I was talking about with Rabel. You still had Tariq Woolen with his pick six. You had Kobe Bryant um, with that forced fumble. So, yeah, it's not going to look good on paper. They're going to have to watch that film and, and break things down. But there were still a couple good plays. Oh, yeah, man. On defense, they they didn't do exactly what they wanted to do today. They had too many big plays. I know you talked about it, Moyer, uh, earlier about those explosive plays. It was nine of um Plays over 20, that's way too many. That's just a bad look, and you want to be able to get off the field. But getting the W helps, of course. And I want to jump back over to the offense real quick, Bump, and we were talking about the running game. I thought that Geno did an excellent job of using his legs at the right time mm-hmm. today. And they um, didn't talk about that a lot, but that's. I think we might have found something there. I think the right mix of just looking to run – and, of course, dumping the ball off at the right time, I think it's a good look. Let me hop in there. We got Pete at the podium right now. Well, this is a much-needed much win for us. Um, really excited about the way we played on the road again, uh, getting out here and doing it. Um, right from the beginning, we were going. And uh, this was the day that, that the offense was such a highlight in, in the day. And, and uh, they scored the first four times we had the ball. Uh, we were executing. We were Knocking out third downs, we were we wound up running the football really well today. For the, really, for the first time, it really felt like we had we had it rolling. Um, Gino played spectacular football, spectacular football. Um, not just the throwing and the catching, but the command of the game and running the whole show. He did a, an incredible job, and he ran the ball two for fifty yards or something. Uh, it's a fantastic day. I don't know how you could do a whole lot more, play a whole lot better than that. Um, DK had a, a great game, uh, making plays and catches. He didn't get in the end zone, but it, what, he was moving the football up and down the field. Tyler did his stuff. Um, really excited to see Penny uh, break out. Um, and when you so when all of that has to happen because the guys up front did a great job. We had no sacks today. We rushed for two thirty something. Um, those guys did a great job, and, and uh, I'm really proud of the way they played. And, and we're hopefully keep making progress. That's a lot of points for us, and. Uh, Really, we we stopped ourselves when it was was our problem today a couple times and couldn't overcome a couple things. But other than that, it was a great day. On the other side of the ball, we didn't we didn't do well. We gave up a ten or eleven uh, explosive plays, and uh, on a day when the offense had fourteen, we 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 give up like ten or something like that. And and um, there's just too many too many chunk yards. I mean, the crazy eighty yard play and and a couple others that they had. We just have to get those out of our football. And uh, it wasn't a bad day on third down necessarily, but it was just uh, explosives that got to get got to get taken care of and so uh, we got a lot of work to do still and uh, see what we can do to to stop that Uh, also Jason Myers uh, wife had a baby at 
about five minutes before we uh, got back to the locker room. So everybody was really excited about that. The, the pick six, you talked about three in practice, some of the places you can yeah, yeah, and, and he, you know, he's chased a bunch of wide receivers across the field on crossers like that, and and uh, he he got a tight end opportunity, and he, man, he jumped right in front beautifully. That was a great play. The uh, do over with the play clock. Have you seen that before? Well, it's because of the timing of it. What happened is they they were after what happened on the down before, they needed to reset the clock, and they reset the, the clock, and, and the guy somebody blew the whistle. Just as the you know as the ball was getting snapped, so we stopped, and and that's why the play would look screwed up. And, and uh, but they did the right thing. They just it's just unfortunate that the play got snapped, and you had to you know see what the result of that play was. Um, obviously, the, you know we were able to take advantage of the fact that that happened because we, we bust one on the next play. But um, you know they they were they did it right. It just it's just unfortunate in the timing. The game clock. They're resetting the I think they reset the the, the, the forty clock. Okay. Thanks. Uh, did you realize at the time that they were replaying it, or you only found out after? Do you know if that's what was happening? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. We we knew that you could see it happening. It just was screwy, and the, the way the rhythm of the snap came off and all that. So, so we 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 thought that they had done the, the right thing. We just needed to hope they would sort it out that way. You know, because you never know sometimes. Is there a fear that they sort of out that way, or you saw him break the side judge waving his arm, so you knew as a player was. Yeah, but the, but there was a lot of discussion, so it could have gone either way. You know, they talked talked their way through some stuff. You know, and you never know how that's going to come out. But they 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 did a good job with it. They got they got it wired. Of course, you believe in you know That's why you made the decision. But is this exceeded maybe your expectations? Played <laughs> pretty good football, man. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm thrilled for him and for for our guys that, that you know he's had this kind of early success to, to jumpstart this season and and show us that we you know that we can play really good football with him at, at the helm you know and, and uh, um, he's just been so rock steady on uh, throughout this 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 whole process um, and then he's playing and doing it taking on the road there the, the, there is a moment in this game when. Uh, the crowd was as loud as it could have possibly been for that day, and he had to he had to do something at the line of scrimmage, and he got it done. Everybody executed, and we, we really cashed in in a huge way. There's a few of those in the day, but that there was one moment in there that we, he, you know, he's totally in command of the whole thing, and he had to, you know, communicate to everybody, and everybody ran the play right, and we, we really took advantage of that op. So, I mean, that's just we could talk about a lot of stuff that he pulled off today. That was, was really really good. No, no, I'm not gonna... the, if you had, if someone said to you, what is the best Geno Smith could be through four games? Would this be even better than that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we could have, we, we, we could have finished a couple of these things. You know, we had a couple chances. You know, why do we have to lose any games? You know, we don't have to lose any of these games. So uh, we were there, and he could have helped us, and everybody needed to help us. Um, but that's what he could have done more. So he could have, you know, been the hero and we're carrying him off the field in those two. So uh, today we should have carried him off. It was a freaking great game. Not just of the yards and the runs, but on third down, but it's like half the touchdowns, the end of the game. Exploded on both those runs, you know, and great job of blocking up front. He had another one that he stumbled on that was that was awesome too. But um, that's that's the guy that just jumped out at us at the end of last season, man. And we just got to keep going, giving him chances because he's got those huge plays in him, and, and uh, that's how you rush for a bunch of yards. You know, you got to get some big ones. Get DK involved as much as he was today. What was sort of that's great. Yeah, it's just just working it. You know, uh, it was he, he just played so well because he had a lot of tough plays and tough catches and stuff. And the the slant that he catches to convert a. a 
it was might have been fourth down. It might have been fourth down conversion. Was it a third down? Yeah, um, that was a beautiful, beautiful catch. And it was, Gino ripped it at him, and it was on his back hip, you know. And he has a fantastic catch. That was probably the least of the ones that you would notice, you know. But it was a great play. Yeah, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, uh, he's got a knack now. They, they all know he's he's been doing it. He's done it in practice a couple times. We've seen him go for it. Some guys just have a better knack than others, and, and he's definitely got the awareness. This takes uh, awareness beyond you know what m- normal guys play with. You know, you have to be able to find it. You got to see it, take advantage of the opportunity, and, and then you got to do it well. And uh, he's going to do it more. This it isn't the last one he's going to punch out. Ryan Neal out there a little bit today. Why do you want to do that? Just getting involved, getting involved in, in changing up some matchups and stuff. He sprained his ankle. I don't know how bad, but he has an, an ankle sprain. No way. We did it. That's that's why we we, you know, we want yeah we want to come out exactly that way. Yeah, they did a great job with all the guys they had banged up uh, to, to find him so much and be so effective with him was was really an excellent job on their part. I mean, it, it was it really feel bad. They had so many guys get hurt today. Gosh, I've never seen it like that, you know, just unfortunate for coach. And they already had some guys hurt, you know, so I hope they, those guys can bounce back. Oh, I mean, are you, how concerned are you about the defense? I mean, no, I don't know. We have work to do. I ain't worry about it with you guys right now. I'm going to get after the film and see what happened, and, and uh, we'll just keep working. You know, we got a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, as Big Al Wood said, you know, grateful to the offense today. You know, they came through and, and, and helped us win the game. All right, that was Pete Carroll. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. Want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close or catch us live and in person? Then American Family Insurance Touchdown City at Lumenfield Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the whole family and experience the excitement. All right, lots to do when we get back. The guys are going to break this whole game down. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks got going, man. Get it done in Detroit, 48-245. Tyler Lockett now ranks fourth in franchise history in reception passing Sam McCullum. And DK is now 10th. He passed up John Williams. Both these guys Got her done. DK had seven for 149. Lockett had six for 91 yards. It was a offensive type of day. I know you're a defensive type of guy. I enjoyed it. It was a bit stressful towards the end of the game, but it's nice to see this Seahawk offense do something that I really didn't think they were going to be capable of doing this year, putting up 48 points. People are going to say, okay, but that Detroit defense wasn't very good. Okay, you still got to play these dudes, right? right? They're giving up 31. Well, we scored 48. They begin about 400 yards. Up, oh, we got about 500 yards. So, yes, not the greatest defense, but you still got to show up and do your job. Well, we had 555 yards, never punted. Um, that's pretty good, yeah. uh, you know. And, and and not just that, you mentioned Geno Smith. I mean, he had 49 yards rushing. I mean, he perfect timing, and when he did, needed to use his legs. They ran a couple quarterback draws. And we came into the year, and there was a lot of heat on Geno. You know, should he be the guy? Should it be Drew Locke? You know, we, we need to get a quarterback. Let me tell you what, we can win with Geno. Uh, you know, next year was going to be really interesting. We're only a, not even quite a quarter away through the season. Let's say we are, because um, we've got odd games now of 17. 
But if he continues to do this, the man has got a quarterback rating right now of 104, almost 105, I rounded up. He's completing 77% of his passes. He's been sacked four times this season, uh, six times, excuse me, uh, I believe this season, in four games. You know, he's on pace for 25 sacks this season. We've been sacked over 40 times every single year, pretty much since the rookie year when Russell Wilson was here. So I, there's going to be some people who are going to say, what are you talking about? I'm like, look, this the eye test and the statistics statistics don't lie right now. Gino is playing exceptionally well. And Speaking we of Gino, well, let me hop in there. Gino stepping up to the podium now. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, we, one thing we talked about all week was uh, we we have been starting fast but not finishing strong, and so uh, we we really talked about finishing strong today. Uh, you know, hats off to their defense. They did a great job of mixing the looks, giving us a bunch of different challenging looks. But overall, I think we handled it well with the crowd noise. Our communication was great. Um, you know, the line played awesome again. Um, and, you know, they're just continuing to be better and better every week, which is uh, such a positive sign. And then overall, man, our playmaker showed up. The running game showed up. Uh, I think we kept the penalties down for the most part. So, you know, whenever you can do that and keep the chains moving, um, you're going to have a lot of yards and points. Uh, you know, I think we're just continuing to build. You know, it's now you know a couple games in, and uh, we're continuing to, to develop our chemistry. You know, all the guys out there. So, really, you know, DK is a special player. He got some one on ones today, some opportunities, and uh, it was it was fun to see him. You know, really make a lot of plays. I think he could have had a few more. You know, had had we given it a shot. But um, you know, for the most part, man, he played a great game, and uh, I think that's going to continue. Sort of the control you had of the offense today, making some checks at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. Did you do that a lot today? I mean, was it, are you doing that a little more as the season's going on as well? Yeah, yeah, I think that's something we're developing within our offense. It's just, like I said, our communication. And for us to get these things done on the road uh, in, in a hostile environment, that crowd was, was rocking out there, it was loud, made it tough on us. And for us to not have, you know, many delay of games and not many motion penalties and things like that, I think it speaks volumes to our offense and our preparation and how we communicate. And so we have to continue to build on that. Um, we made some great checks today, some run checks that went for explosive touchdowns. And, uh, you know, those are things that we want to continue. So we're going to continue to build on it. Your, your TE run, was that, was that called or did you just do that? that was, yeah, that's one of our calls, yep. Feel, feel yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm feeling good, man. I feel great. Uh, you know, hats off to my masseuse. She does a great job. And, uh, you know, all the work I've been putting in in the weight room uh, just is continuing to, you know, keep my body strong. And I'm feeling fast out there. Uh, there were some lanes out there. They doubled DK on the first run. They doubled Tyler. So, you know, obviously when they double those guys, then there's no one really covering me. So um, there's just opportunities out there to run the ball and, you know, was able to get that done. Who are you that you uh, have this opportunity again to lead a team and that you're taking advantage of it so far? Uh, I mean, I'm grateful, but uh, it's just about the work. You know what I mean? It's about the work. I work myself to this position, as always, and, um, you know, it's just about continuing to work and, you know, just working on day-to-day stuff, you know, not getting focused on anything else. The third and two, fourth quarter, Penny's second touch the last. Was that checked at the line? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We checked one. Um, they were in a zero look, and, uh, you know, when they're, when they're, everyone's at the line of scrimmage, you know, once you break through the line, there's no one in the back end. So got to a good run check, and we were able to get that, that to happen. 
in that chaotic? Are you just on faith that everyone's got the call and you're trying to communicate? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not faith. Um, like I said, our communication was great today. Uh, and we talk about, you know, passing it on to the guys, everybody, not just me talking to them, those guys, but them communicating with each other and in a loud environment, it, it's very important that that happens. So um, everyone was on point with communication and uh, it, it was a good sign today. No, I can play better. Definitely not exceeding my expectations. I can play a lot better. Um, just playing better. The, the way Penny is running on the second half, just well, you've seen him do this obviously before last thing, but just when he's the best on his run, what's it like being out of It's so fun. Uh, it's so fun just watching him score, just running down the field, making guys miss. Um, Penny's an ex exciting player, explosive player, and I'm just happy for him to get, you know, to really just be able to lead the charge, you know, really lead the charge, and he's done, doing an outstanding job, and uh, we're going to count on him. We're going to need him all year. The, uh, the third down do-over situation, what, what was your view of what happened there? Uh, yeah, they blew the whistle. Um, we were we were snapping the ball. I guess the play call, clock had changed back to 40, and uh, one of the field judges blew the whistle. So we just kind of everyone kind of stopped play, and then we're looking around like, hey, what's going on? So they you know re repeated the down, and that's when we busted the big run. Is that what you were arguing to the officials? That yeah, you heard the whistle. So you yeah, everyone did. Everyone out there did. Their defensive players stopped. We all stopped. The, the deep one over the middle to Tyler is that a play where you know that you're going to take the hit and just kind of throw it to a spot? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, another, you know, zero pressure. They're bringing everybody, um, you know, bringing the kitchen sink. And, uh, you know, I just got to buy enough time for him to get his route and get into his route and then put it to a spot. And he did a great job of going to get it. You, you sort of had to keep just going out there again. I mean, they kept scoring every time, you know, they got within seven or three or one score game. You guys kept going right back down. Was that, um, I guess, what was that like, having to kind of keep doing That's that? That's fun, man. Old-fashioned shootout. Old-fashioned shootout, man. That was fun. Um, and, you know, it's good for our offense to, to have that happen because we, we can now see that we can do that. You know, and so that's our standard. You know, we got to make sure we maintain that. Nice to you, Michael Dixon, today, Oh, yeah. Some, someone told me that. Uh, yeah, we gave him the day off. So that was good. You know, Mike's a great, great punter, but uh, obviously we don't want to use him a lot. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if teams are going to zero us out and send the, send the, send the house, um, you know, we got to make them pay. We got to make them pay. And so we're looking forward to those opportunities. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to pre present themselves more, and uh, we just got to be ready for it. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Geno Smith. Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. You know what he said? He said, I can play better. You exceed expectation? Nah, I can play better. This man is completing 75% of his passes, has over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. Would you say only been sacked how many times, Moyer? I Six. thought, but you know, I might be wrong on that one too. Sorry, I'll, I'll double check that. But. All right, let's go back. Actually, let's go back. We got Quandra at the podium now. Perfect. It was weird being on the visitor's side, um, but uh, good seeing everybody. You know what I mean? I got to see a lot of good people, a lot of. A lot of teammates, a lot of staff, um, fans, people that, you know, that's been cheering, you know, for the Lions since when I was here. So it was dope. Um, got a win. Get to go home with a win. I mean, that's the most important thing. And, um, you know, you kind of now you can kind of put this in the in the rearview mirror. You know, you kind of get it over with now coming back to your first home and, <clears throat> you know, you get a win, which is always great. Gino has played. Do you think it's changed expectations about what's capable for this team this season? 
I mean, we we have stuff that we have to fix to continue to help our offense out. But Gino's playing lights out. You know, um, you know he's protecting the ball. He's getting the offense in the right checks. Um, he's doing a hell of a job. So um, for us, we just got to continue to get better every week. And um, you know, um, we we just got to fix the small things that we need to fix. And I think you know we can keep at least 21, 24 points off the board. Were there, were there miscommunications on some of their big plays that they had? I mean, we just got to get guys down when we get that opportunity. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game, you know. Um, pride yourself on that. You know, that's one of the things that I, I pride myself on is getting guys down before plays get bigger than they're supposed to be. So um, a lot of catch and run opportunities that they had that, you know, we should have got guys down and we didn't. And, um, you know, we just got to work on that. It's crazy. You know, um, the guys growing every week. You know, I tell you guys earlier this week at the podium, like, he's growing. He wants to learn. He wants to be great. And, you know, uh, I mean, heck, he's been chasing receivers overall all year. So now he's chasing tight ends and he can just explode and go get the ball. So um, that's one of those things where <clears throat> he made a heck of a play and it was a great, you know, opportunity for us to come out of half. And, you know, we kind of we get a turnover and we get points. I mean, for him, you know, that's he's special. I mean, he's six four and runs a four two. I mean, he's he's a cheat code. So um, he's one of those guys that like you got to step on him, a step or two on him, and he's never beat until he's beat. So I mean, that's that's special. That's that's um, he should thank God for that. I mean, I can just, for me, I can just see it, you know, on my former teammates' faces, on the former staff's faces. I could just see, you know, how happy they are, you know, to be able to, you know, have a fresh start. And, um, you know, might not be winning as many games as they want right now, but, I mean, just fighting. And you got to change the culture. So I think Dan is doing a hell of a job changing the culture. And um, I'm just excited to see everybody happy. You know, those guys are fighting that tail off. And, um, like they did at the end of the year. I think, you know, as the year continues to progress, they're going to get better once they get guys back from injuries and things like that. So um, I think it's going to be, I think um, they're going to do a real good job. Hey, Quadri, obviously you played Seattle and I played at Detroit. You saw the atmosphere out there. You couldn't see any atmosphere in Seattle. Are they comparable, 12 men in the sport field? Wow, man, you can't get me with that one. <laughs> can't get me with that one. I love both fan bases, you know what I mean? I love both fan bases. Um, you know, um, heck, the Lions then always supported me, and, you know, the 12s always supported me. So, for me, you know, uh, it's, it's not a pick-and-choosing thing. You know, I love all of them, and um, I will say this place gets louder than people gets, get, gives it credit for. And um, my first three years when we had this thing rolling, it used to be really, really loud. So, um, hopefully, you know, these guys continue to improve and get better, and, you know, they'll have it back rolling again for, you know, um, for the people of Detroit. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, of course you worry, but, you know, I, I don't want to say we're going to panic. You know, um, <clears throat> we got a lot of young guys out there and we just, you know, um, we just got to pick up the small details of things. And I think, like I said, you can erase 24 or so of those points if, you know, we don't have penalties, if we play smarter on, you know, down in distances, if guys know exactly where their threes away or threes to you, you know, it's just small things that, you know, you got to be in tune with the game, and I don't think we're there yet. This 
feel like a young player issue or a combination of that and just having a new defense and having to iron some out? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I think, you know, guys get the opportunity and go play in. You know, you kind of just want to go play, but you don't think within the game, within the game, you know. So um, I've always prided myself on, you know, playing the game, keeping my composure. But at the end of the day, knowing the smaller details, the finer details of the game. You know, he's one of the best safeties in the league. It just it was odd for that to go. So I, I know he had to feel good about this win. Yeah, the, the thing I like that I've heard from the last few weeks, from Pete, from Gino, from uh, Quandre, is that – Everyone is keeping it all in perspective. You know, like last week, Pete was like, you know, we haven't played well on offense. We need to, you know, we'll get this thing righted and all these other kinds of things. And so, um, and that's what I like, even about this. Like, you know, when they asked uh, Pete, like, was he surprised at Geno's, you know, performance? He's like, well, he could have been the hero in a couple other games so we could have won if he had, you know, if he made a couple more plays. And you asked Geno the same thing. Are you surprised at where you are? No, because I could be playing better. And I like that. It's something about that that's like, that they're not overthinking the success, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're not really, like, living in the dumps either. They know what needs to get done. And so I like that when I hear it. Uh, it just seems really authentic and real. Yeah, man, I think it's a fine line, Ray. You talk about that, and it could be frustrating, right, um, especially for the coaching staff. You see all these great things that the offense and defense are doing, so now it just comes down to trying to find that consistency and mm-hmm. what – is that and how do you find that is that play calling or is that just working some more reps at practice and getting down to the details and you hear guys talking about the details and I really think that's what it is you know as fans we can get excited because we're like okay we should be doing this every week but it really don't work like that yeah, yeah and Quandre said he, he goes you make a, a few more plays man you save 21 points Real, yeah you know mm-hmm. he's already replaying the game in his head you know what I mean he's like you said big race keeping it in perspective you don't want to be a Debbie Downer right. when you go out and won and you've won the game. But on the defensive side, you're like, all right, but we gave up like 500 yards. So there's things that both sides can do to get better. But, yeah, I, I like the uh, the feel of the team right now. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the last couple of years when you think you have a playoff contending, maybe potential Super Bowl contending team, you start nitpicking on, well, is the defense playing well, even after a win? Or the offense, are they playing well, even after a win? I don't care right now. I just want to win. We're a young team. We're, we're going to get better. I mean, this is about experience more than anything. There's no question as coaches and players on defense, they're going, we have to get better. We cannot keep giving up these big plays. Now, it may be a shift in personnel. Um, you know, some of the guys who are, are giving up those big plays have been continually giving up those big plays. And there's the point where we got to put you on the side and then, you know, have you watch for a while, maybe put some more veterans in. Um, they'll, they'll address that, though. Yeah. But I know they're going to get better. The talent's there. Mm-hmm. But if we can win – we I hate to even say we should be 3-1, and one, but we should be 3-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would even be feeling better about this. But you go on the road. That team was the number two offense, you know, number one in scoring offense, Detroit. They're playing well. They have a very good offensive line. Mm-hmm. We saw that today. We couldn't get a lot of pressure. And they've talked about how they put all their effort into their offensive right. line. Um, so, again, to go on the back east, morning game, to play such an exceptional game offensively, you know, they should feel good about it. All right. When we return, we're going to hear from DK as he steps up to the podium. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Thank you, C-Raj. We're actually going to go back to Detroit. We got DK at the podium now. Yeah, He's been on fire all year, in my opinion. So, he keeps building, keeps getting better uh, week by week, and you know, our chemistry keeps growing. 
um, and we were finally, you know, building our identity for ourselves. So, what is that? Excuse me. What is that identity? Um, well, when the teams, you know, uh, give us man to man, we can take advantage of it, or you know, when we need to run the ball and for those downs that we need Penny or uh, you know um, Ken Walker to step up and you know be that running back in like a four minute offense, or you know, when we need those uh, you know short yardage downs, we can hand the ball to them. So um, I think everybody's uh, kind of forming their own identity to where. It's, it's getting easier for Shane to, you know, trust us in, in those big moments and trusting us, uh, you know, just to give us the ball. And, you know, we can just be ourselves and convert on third down or convert the first down. It's just been good all year, Gina, but this was a little bit different in the fact that in the second half, kept making you guys have to be Um, well, I don't think this one is any different to me the way I look at it. Uh, you know, Gino's been Gino since day one. Um, he's, you know, led us as offense, whether that's running the ball um, when he needs to or, or passing the ball, um, you know, on big downs or first uh, key downs or even pushing the ball downfield. So he's just been, you know, incredible throughout the whole year. This is the kind of game where you guys could do what you wanted to in the passing game and the running game. They didn't seem to be able to stop you. Uh, well, they, they had a challenge, uh, you know, up front. Sometimes they had a sneaky zero. Um, that caught us off guard sometimes. And, but like I said, man, Gino was poised back there in the pocket to pick it up and, you know, to check to, you know, the correct play sometimes. So uh, just hats off to Gino and uh, Shane for, you know, the offensive game plan that they uh, had us uh, in the, this week. You know, it all that Michael Dixon No, I mean, that's good. That's always good when, uh, you know, Michael Dixon gets to sit on the sideline and just uh, hold for Jay all day. I mean, he, he, they uh, had a very good uh, defensive game plan. Jeff Okuda is a good corner, uh, you know, hats off to him and, uh, you know, number 24 and the whole back end of that defense. Uh, but, you know, we, we stepped up and uh, made the plays when our name was called today. So, uh, but they're still right there. Um, you know, this is the NFL. So, you, you can't get much uh, separation when you're going against the NFL corner, but he, they, they uh, had a real good challenge for us. But well, when you're asked about a specific corner, and you say what you said, I mean, did you go into a game saying, maybe I'll try to prove something? No, I mean, no, it was the way the question was asked, uh, the way the question was presented to me. Uh, I mean, a lockdown corner in my mind is somebody who travels the whole game, no safety help, like a Stephon Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey, Darrell Rivas type. And, you know, I, I don't think we have uh, a lockdown corner um, in, in our game today strictly because of, you know, how offenses uh, can push the ball downfield and how uh, offenses can go fast and move different receivers in different spots. You put a scare in everybody when you got carted off the field and there. Okay. Uh, was that just, uh, just... Yeah, I mean, I was hurting. <laughs> That's it. I had a little tummy ache, uh, you know, had to, had to get it taken care of. Was that the See, I didn't even ask for that. I was about to, <laughs> I was going to jog off the field myself, and then, you know, Strick was like, we got a cart for you. And I was like, hey, might as well. Is this the longest place to go? From yes, it was, yeah. So w when I was on the cart, I was like, I was thinking, like, yeah, it was, a, it was a good thing we had the cart on standby. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> I ain't have my wallet on me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I don't even like taking the cart, but in that situation, I'll, I'll give myself a pass. <laughs> All right, thank you. 
All right, that was DK Metcalf. He had himself a day, and Paul Moore was tired of hearing about his uh, him having to relieve himself during the game, but he did go off, Paul. Seven for 149, an average of 21, a long of 54. The young man had a day. He had a, he had a great day, and we spent way too much time on his <laughs> stomach cramps and, and, and where he had to go to relieve. But uh, what a great game for him. It was needed. We need him to get targets. He, he's too gifted not to, and uh, that doesn't mean you got to force the ball to him, but he does need to give enough opportunities to make some big plays. And it just shows you, we talked about this before the game started. If we can do, we don't have to always have a great running game, but if you play action it, you run it, they have to bring the safeties down at some point. And we saw it a couple times. We said, there's one-on-one, here's your opportunity. And they didn't miss on one of them. They went after it. So great game by him. Again, this is one of the greatest offensive performance in Seahawks history. You can't deny it. 48 points, never punted. 550 yards, 10 points every quarter. That's never happened. Uh, Geno Smith, the, the kind of game he's had, not just a game, he's had four games in a row. Um, and now he's averaging 7.8 yards per attempt. Um, he was seven coming into the season or this game. If it, if it plays out uh, after today and everybody stays around where they were, he'd be eighth in the league. Uh, so we can't say he's not pushing the ball downfield anymore. <laughs> um, so, again, just a phenomenal offensive performance. I think we spoke it into existence, Paul, in the pregame show, man. Uh, just talking about them taking some shots. I don't know if we saw any double moves today, but they definitely – they didn't force it, but it was in the game plan. Let's take some shots deep. Let's soften up this defense a little bit, and let's just move this thing around. And Gino did a um, spectacular job. That's what Pete Carroll said in the press conference. I'm going to use spectacular. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to say for DK, man, is like I was one of the dudes when they drafted him. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's a big dude. Just kind of run one route type of guy. But didn't quite know the type of dude he was off the field, the work he puts in. And all, and maybe that was sparked by hanging out with Russell or whatever. But uh, just today even showed, like, the different types of balls that he catches. Like, so some were low and some were high. and some, So – it seemed like when he first came into the league, it was more of a body catcher, and now he's using more of his hands, so he's able to make some of those tougher catches. And so I'm just impressed about the work that he has personally put into his development and how it's starting to continue to show on the field. You know, the one, there's something that it, they talked – he talked a little bit about it, but um, I don't want to compare him and Russell too much, but the way he gets in and out of um, – audibleizing at the line of scrimmage and there are some quarterbacks I, I've been around coaches that would take the audible away from a quarterback they just mm-hmm. they got too confused and it, they end up it affected their decision making once the play was snapped they give him carte blanche and so not only is he audibleizing to the running game he's also audibleizing to play action and bootlegs and I, I'd love to know I'd love for Pete say what is his success rate on audibles because I guarantee mm. they track that yep. um, but it seems very high uh, and in particularly today and sometimes we were get, getting a little frustrated like come on snap it snap <laughs> it but yeah. only once did they have to call timeout mm-hmm. and a lot of times look we had the lead so he was really milking the clock strategically just Again, what, what did Pete say about his spectacular. day? A spectacular day yes. all around for Geno Smith. Definitely. Um, one of the best things I saw today, he ran a slant. You know what I'm saying? Easy. <laughs> Five or six yards of cushion, just run a slant, take what they give you. Sometimes it's as simple as that, combined with all the other things he did, right? Um, but, yeah, I love me some slants. Man, you can run that against any coverage. Love the slant. All right, lots more to do when we get back. We're going to holler at Ray Roberts. Paul Moyer, Marcus Trufant, Seahawks get it done in Detroit, 48 
45. And we're going to go back to Detroit. Rashad Penny's at the podium now. You know, O-line just, just got it done. And, you know, it's a, that's a young, scary group. And uh, this future is bright for them guys. And I'm just happy to be thankful. I'm just thankful to just run behind them. Uh, I mean, Gino played an amazing game. So that kind of just helped everything for us on offense. And, you know, when you got a quarterback that, that's hot and he's hot right now, one of the hottest in the league, it kind of put pressure on the defense. So it just make our running lanes that much easier. What do you think Gino has showed over these first four games? As he's a starting quarterback. I mean, maybe even more. I mean, he's winning games for us. So he's doing something really good. But uh, Gino's been preparing for this moment behind Russ for three years now. Ever since I've been knowing Gino, I've always watched him. And, you know, it's no, like, not with Russ, but he, like, literally does everything Russ does, like, now to this day at practice and in the games. And it just, it just it just looks the same. And I'm blessed to be a part of that and just watch what he's done and what he can, what he's going to continue to do this season. Rashad, you've had two big games against this defense going back to last season. What do you see against them that allows you to produce what you have? It, it, it's like it started off so rough, like, the first half. like, And, that, and that's just, like, for me personally, like, when things aren't going the right way, like, you know, my running back coach, Chad, he's always next to me, like, don't worry, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Just keep just keep doing things right and, you know, good things happen. So that's just kind of been my motto since, you know, last year. So I always just try to uplift myself during those moments and having him on my side is like a blessing. And all the other running backs, man, I'm we have a really special group, and I believe each and every running back can do this same thing. And, you know, I, I really, really am grateful to be around them guys every day. What did you see on the 3-16 touchdown? Um, what did you see from your perspective on that play? I mean, we've been game planning that all week. We kind of knew what they were going to line up in on the defense. And uh, DJ DJ was in the game. And uh, we kind of we kind of game planned that. And I've been actually game planning to do more of third down because obviously Traver, Travis isn't here. But, you know, just, you know, they, the O-line, again, blocked it up amazingly. DK was down the field blocking and. You know, it just shows when, you know, we're all committed, good things happen. So uh, great uh, play call. And, you know, this is something we've been all week. Shane, you know, he he kind of alerted that midweek. So, you know, it's just a great overall team thing. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't the play call, but we alerted it because we kind of knew what defense they were going to run on third down because, you know, we, our coaches does an amazing job just – you know, preparing us for those moments. And, you know, that was just one of our alerts. And once we seen that they were in that kind of defense, it was kind of a no-brainer. How about the second one? Um, your second big run was that the play call or was that second one? Yeah, just, just, just something that, you know, we've been running, you know, kind of all throughout camp and, and season. And, you know, we just take advantage of the, uh, the bad looks the defense shows us. So O-line again, uh, Charles did an amazing job just wrapping around and, you know, again, the guys just making that hole, making that space for me to create, and you know, for all our backs, just in Gino. So, you know, they they, they deserve all this credit. And if I could have all five of them up here, well, all ten, it it uh, it'll show you like how much I really appreciate them guys. Did you understand what was going on when the, the play stopped and they gave you guys basically a do-over on the third and sixteen play? Well, yeah, it was a whistle that was blown. It was like it was kind of weird because I heard the whistle from the field, and like that's why Gino just threw the ball away. It's like. He's like, what the heck is that? And it was a whistle blown, so uh, it was just like that was kind of weird. So that's why he threw it away. And then, I mean, it was obvious. I don't think Gino would just throw it away. So yeah. Is there a moment there where you weren't sure they were going to 
From my perspective, then I heard another one that I guess um, that it was it was supposed to be that they gave us a fourth down when it was supposed to be third because intentional grounding because it was first when we got the hold and then second and then we got the intentional ground that lose it down and then that kind of got all screwed up. So yeah, I was just I was lost, but then again I was thankful that we got another play because we scored on the next play. Uh, just just knowing that the coaches rely on us to get that. I mean, at the end of the day, they tell us that's on us to get, you know, the old line do what they have to do to block to whoever they get. And, you know, it's just on us. And, again, I'm just thankful and blessed that, again, I'm in this situation, you know, to, uh, to help be a factor. And that's that's really what I want to be. You know, I my story is kind of all over the place because I always never made it to Sundays to be available to do this, to show that, you know, I'm capable of being a good back in this league. But, I really put the work in the off season to get back here, to you know, just stay injury free, to just stay moving forward and positive, and you know, finally getting these opportunities. I'm just blessed, and you know, showing what I actually can do. So, again, you know, I tip my hat tip my hat off to the coaches and you know the guys who really believe in me, and that's really that's, I'm blessed. How were you able to get all the checks and payouts? Guys, what was doing? Really, just good communication. We kind of. Uh, play loud music at practice so you know we can be in an environment like this so when we go on silent cadence or you know Gino just does a great job verbally talking and we go over these in meetings before games and you know during a week so it's kind of a, like a it's like a no-brainer so again he just does an amazing job just communicating to everybody down the line and the old line communicates and then that kind of makes everything easier for us as backs and then you see the receivers on the outside giving signals. So it's just kind of one big communication and, you know, just us just playing in the moment. Um, the final touchdown, do you normally wait for cross to pull the tackle or you just saw the gap or the edge so open you didn't have time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's two, tr- two uh, pullers. And uh, I'll run behind them any day. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because of the front the defense was in, I mean, that that really was made to go inside. But, you know, how they was playing, I mean, just Cross being a rookie and you see his, like, his knowledge of just going to bounce that because he knew the hole wasn't there. To I mean, it just all correlates that the O-line is, you know, they really do what, you know, was supposed to be done. And, again, I love to have all big 11 of them to stand up here and, you know, really hear this because they're the reason we get this team going. They're the reason this offense is, is uh, the, how we performed in the last few weeks. Just, just keep going, and they believe in each other. So, I'm just blessed to be around. All right, that was Rashad Penny, 17 carries for 151 and two touchdowns. Big Ray, he's giving a lot of love to the offensive lineman. I like the way he's describing the maturity of Charles Cross. But you mentioned something about the way he's running the football. Describe to the people what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, in the past, you know, when he was, you know, before last year, those last five games, he was kind of a uh, try to bounce everything outside, kind of like he was not really running behind his pads. He's 225, 30 pounds or whatever it was. In the last five games last year, you could see him running through arm tackles. Like he wasn't really taking on contact, but he was just running through arm tackle type things. And then this year he's been so decisive. Like he just gets his shoulders north and south and he hit, you know, hits the hole and he's going full speed. 
and he's like almost inviting contact. You know, so like the one play where he was running towards the sideline, and he could have, you know, he had pretty much maxed out the yard he's going to get. He could have just stepped out of bounds and been cool, but he like dipped his shoulder and leaned back into the to the DB just to, to kind of invite the contact. And that's not something that you that we had seen in his in his career here up until maybe the last few games last year. So it's kind of cool. The other thing that's really cool is that. Um, is giving those dudes love up front. You know what I'm saying? Because it yeah. is a grind. It is, and you're you're trying to do all you can to get every single yard out of every running play. So to, to have a running back running hard like that behind you, uh, and then also praising you to the degree that he was, is always a good thing. Yeah, man. I think it says a lot just about the type of team and the type of guys that uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider bring in. You got a running back that's out there doing his thing, and all he wants to talk about is the O line, mm-hmm. and that's huge, man. So. Uh, yeah, and to go a step further when you're talking about running backs inviting that contact, especially at the second level, and we <laughs> talked about it earlier, Paul, about softening up the defense with the double moves and stuff like that, that'll definitely keep the DBs mm-hmm. on their heel. They're not going to be coming up as fast on those running plays when the running back <laughs> is seeking out corners. I could tell you, man, two shoulder surgeries back-to-back my um, first and second year, I made a lot of tackles. Did I want to make all those tackles? No, but a running back that's running like that, it makes it tough. And I got one more shout-out to the offensive line. I don't believe there was a sack on Geno today, right? right? Yeah, no sacks. Yeah, so big shout-out to the old line I was just playing around with some statistics because, you know, you fire off Twitter and some people are still saying, ah, well, Geno, do we get a quarterback next year or not, whatever. His last eight games, we, he, he played four games last year, and in the four games this year, his quarterback rating is 106. Mm. He's completing 73% of his passes, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's eight games. You know, again, it's not a full season yet, you know, from going back to last mm-hmm. year, but enough for me to see. I, I think we know what we got. So you're telling me he's trending in the right direction is what you're saying, Moore. He, so no he question. Need everybody to keep chance. playing well. Yeah, keep playing well. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy that, you. hey, look, you protect him, and yep. he's mobile, and you, we run it and all these things. I mean, he's putting up great numbers. Yep, he's playing good football. Tariq Woolen is playing good football. When we return, we'll holler at him. He's with Jen. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Let's go back to Detroit. Jen Mueller standing by with Tariq Woolen now. I'm pretty sure that I saw you actually like running the routes of a couple of those receivers. Is that what happened on the pick six? Uh, a little bit, but I just trust my instincts and you know you uh, you know your matchups throughout the weekend, what you can and cannot do. And I just some um, I seen a tight end right there, but really anybody like throughout the week we just like hold a lot of crossing routes, and it was my chance to you know finally pick one off. Okay, so you are the former wide receiver. How much did you just flip that switch and, and you just went right back into receiver mode? Uh, honestly, uh, it's, it all started in practice. Uh, a crazy thing was uh, one of the uh, other quarterbacks thing. I feel bad. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. If you, if you see this, I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, dang, dang, dang. Mannion. Mannion, yes. I, I, I give him a, a lot of credit just because uh, in between plays, he told me footballs every day. Like, tons of football, tons of football, just catching and catching and uh, I just been noticing it's been paying off each week, and at practice it's been paying off. That's interesting because again, you were a wide receiver. You were used to doing that. So, is it a skill that you lost or that you needed to sharpen up on? Uh, just something to sharpen up, sharpen up on. You know, uh, as a receiver, you know, you catch the ball and stuff too. But you know, when you go to cornerback, you don't really catch as many balls as a receiver do because that's part of their job. And you know, it's part of corner's job to catch the ball too. But. Niggas get more balls, and, and I just, you know, when the ball come my way, I just want to make a play. 
So the interception was only half of that play. At what point did you know that you were heading to the house? Oh, it was when I didn't see nobody in front, and it was just me and Jared Gold. <laughs> uh, so there were some good plays in there, and then there were some yards that were given up, especially in that second half. Mm -hmm. What was going on there with some of the coverages and communication? True, uh, that's just something y'all gotta look at the film. Sometimes it may look ugly in person and ugly on the field, but when you go look at film, it'll be a, uh, you know, just one small thing that we could tweak and it'll lead to something good. Two more questions. Given how many playmakers were missing from Detroit, was anything a surprise that they ran today? Oh, no. I mean, shoot, it's the NFL, so no matter who the starter or the backup, you, you're in the NFL now, so it ain't no change of game plan. We just kept doing our thing and. Whoever you line up against, who you line up against to play against. Lastly, what was the message specifically to the defense as you start to look ahead to next week? Sure. Um, there's one thing we just got to be sharper in what we do and just make sure uh, we don't make the same mistakes that we made on film this week and just continue to build. Speaking of film, Bump, I cannot wait to see what he puts on film next week. We'll get that back to you. Thanks, Jen. Hey, True, tell me what you saw in that, that pick six real quick from Tariq Woolen. Tariq, man, is a freak, and guys that can, like, change speed and show burst when the ball is in the air, that's special, man, and that's what he did. It was a slower guy running across, so he just burst and became the receiver, man, and made it happen. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was like – it almost looked like he was beat, but then you saw that that burst, that jolt of energy uh, that you talked about. And then once he got going, those strides, man. Right. I always look at dudes like fast guys – typically have tall, fast guys, two strides per every five yards. Mm. I want to say he was going like six and a half yards for, for every two every two strides. That was, that was fun to watch. Do you think that he's at the level where he can bait a quarterback? I don't know. It almost looked like he baited him. Yeah, he's, did, open, right? he's open, but he's not, right? So I don't know. That comes with know. confidence, right? More yes, reps sir. he gets. And he, he's looking confident. Two weeks in a row, he's got an interception. So, man, you start being able to bait those dudes? Mm. Woo-wee. Scary. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the, the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, lots more to do when we get back. Kobe Bryant is going to be standing by with Jen Mueller. The, Mueller, the Seahawks go to Seattle. Oh, my goodness. Go to Detroit and get it done, 48 to 45. Welcome back to the Seahawk Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bumpus with the fellas. And right now we're going back to Detroit. Kobe Bryant is standing by with Jen Mueller. All right, Kobe, it is the second straight week we're seeing you make some pretty big plays. How would you get in there and force that fumble? Uh, all week I've been practicing on it. And then uh, Coach Carroll has been honing in on, you know, causing the <laughs> Silly. Just getting the ball out and, uh, you know, just making a play for the defense. At what point did you know that, that Cody had, or excuse me, that um, that Jordan had recovered? Well, actually, I tried to get it myself, and then once I seen JB get on it, I'm like, all right, he can have it. I'll just celebrate. So. Okay, so there were some good plays in there, and then I think there were some learning plays as we hear your teammates around you. I think on maybe back-to-back -back defensive series, what did you change from the one where there was a busted coverage to a really great play in the end zone? Just Calming down, you know, it, it's we beat ourselves sometimes, you know, and just, you know, honing in on the details and the little things and, like I said, just all coming together as one and playing defense. What do you think about Tariq and his pick six today? Um, I've seen him make that play ten times already, so I, I expect that from him, and I'm extremely happy that he got his first pick six. So. You mentioned some of those big plays. What happened there in the second half that that yardage started to creep up? Just, like I said, the little things, you know, just not coming out, you know, ready and fast that we, have, we should have. And, uh, you know, like I said, just slowing down and really focusing on the little things and making the plays that come to us. 
But the Seahawks do come out on top against an offensive team that is among the best in the league. Bump. Thank you, Jen. That was Kobe Bryant forced a fumble today. True, when you were playing it, did they teach that when you were playing, or is that something you just have the instinct to, to try to do? You drill it a lot, of course, and it's not so much um, something you can teach. There's some guys that can really do it really good. Back when I played, it was Peanut Tillman, right, uh-huh. of the Chicago Bears. Um, always would knock that thing out, and it was almost like, okay, he knew that he could get it out. Wouldn't even, even look to tackle you sometimes, right? And like P said in his uh, press conference, there's some guys that have it and they can kind of see it differently. But, yeah, you work the strip drill every day in practice. But just like I said, some guys got it, some guys don't. Ray, we got some some young guys out there making plays. Tariq Woolen had his pick six. You got Kobe Bryant with that forced fumble. You got two rookies on that offensive line. These are valuable reps these dudes are getting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like the best the best experience is experience. You know, and like it, you can say like sit on the sideline and learn and all that kind of stuff, but you can only take so many mental reps. You know, before you have to physically get out there and do it and feel the speed and the intensity and deal with the, the crowd noise and the pressure and all that kind of stuff. And so I was just thinking about that right at the end of the game, Bump. Like this draft class uh, with those those four dudes. That uh, I mean, it's it's a really good draft class. I mean, you have dudes that are contributing to wins. You know, you know, Kobe coming up with the the, the punch out fumble. Tariq coming up with the the pick six. The two tackles playing well. You know, uh, you know. Cross got called out on his block for on the one long run, like just being able to read that where they they normally would pull that up inside. It's kind of an inside the 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 tight end type of run, but he saw that that hole was kind of closed up, so he went to the outside. So it became almost like a student body right kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he and and Penny were in lockstep and then made a big run out of it. So I think the the Seahawks should feel good about uh, at, at least where the offense is, and then also to like just how whatever they've done to get back into the rhythm of finding quality football players in the draft, uh, they they found this is a very good rookie draft. More, are you impressed with this draft class as well? Well, we got basically four rookies starting. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty good. And there's that, I mean, throwing uh, Mafe on top mm-hmm. of that. Um, I've, I don't uh, Walker. Okay, now I'm up to six. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's really impressive, and that's what's so great. Look, we're two and two right now. Again, great win, forty eight. What forty five? Without the final score, um, you know the. the we're talking about the offense, but there's a lot of key pieces on defense too that are young. We got to get better safety play right now in the strong safety spot. I mean, they they got to figure that one out. Losing Jamal is big, but we shouldn't have that big a drop off, and particularly on big plays. I mean, that's just teaching young guys, and we're going to get better. I'm not panicked at all about it because I, as weird as it is. I actually felt like we had improvement on defense today, and I know this is so counter and. Um, intuitive of what I'm about to say, but I think we can correct the big plays. I really do. Uh, and part of it, we may have to make change some personnel uh, as well. Uh, but we, we definitely got to start working on tackling. I mean, that's that's a big piece of it. It's just too many big plays right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate to see it still showing its face this far into the season. You felt like as these starters got some more reps, as they played together, that it'd, get, it'd be cleaned up a little bit. But it's not where I think we think it should be. No, well, not when you have 10 plays that are 316 yards. I mean, that's that's a game, right? right yeah. They got 300. We we also got 300 yards on 10 plays. Yeah. You know, so they're they've got their issues too. But we're two and two. We're going into New Orleans next week. Who's struggling at one and three? You know, I think we're in a. I'd be happy. You know, if we started the season, and we said two and two going into New Orleans. Yep, sounds good. 
The all-new season-long docuseries, The Sound of the Seahawks, provides unprecedented access inside the Virginia Mason Athletic Center like you've never seen it before. Watch the latest episode and follow along how Coach Carroll has shown what it means to define grit throughout his career leading up to the season. Check it out at Seahawks.com slash the sound or on the Seahawks YouTube channel. All right, lots more to do when we get back. We're going to break down this game even more. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Call of Game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking call Beacon. Man, there are a lot of big plays, a lot of explosive plays on both sides for the Detroit Lions, for the Seahawks. You got Rashad Penny with big runs. You got DK Metcalf with a couple big catches. This offense is explosive, more explosive than I thought they were going to be. And I think you have to look at Geno Smith and be like, all right, it's because he's under control. There are a lot of times you talk about him walking up to the line of scrimmage, audible, getting into a different run, maybe even a different pass. Uh, When I see that in a quarterback, that makes me believe that he is – completely connected to the game plan. Yeah, I think the explosiveness is it's different this year. And, and, you know, years past, it was Russell scrambling around, extending the play, and then, you know, heave-ho. Um, now our big plays are coming from mismatches. You know, sometimes it's down the middle if they're playing cover two with our tight ends. Uh, sometimes, again, if they're playing a shell and, and we run the ball or a couple of traps that we had today. Um, so I, it's different. We don't have to throw the ball 50 yards downfield to get these big plays, and that's what we saw today. Um, now, there were some good intermediate throws, you know, 20, 30 yards downfield, uh, but a lot of the plays today, you know, were started behind the line of scrimmage or intermediate that, you know, went went the distance. So, you know, it, you said you didn't think it would be explosive. God, I thought it would be, you know, just because we had DK and Tyler, and I thought the tight ends would be such an impact, and I thought we'd be, have a better running game. Um, I just didn't know how much Gino was going to push the ball downfield. And now that he's getting more comfortable, and this is a dangerous offense. Yeah, I, I know when we talked in the preseason to Shane Waldron and we're asking, like, how can you replace all the playmaking ability from Russell? Like, you know, when those all-script plays. And he said, well, what we have to do is get the ball out on time. Like, that's how, that's how we're going to account for the, those Russell Wilson off-script plays is getting the ball out on time to the tight ends, to the running backs, throwing on rhythm to the receivers, and then uh, and then this running game. Like today, I'm telling you, this, this if these are plays that those two big runs are plays that Geno audible to, this dude was seeing the field mm. because on the one uh, 41-yard run, the Lions had eight guys, seven guys within two yards of the line of scrimmage. And you pull, you call a, a like a, a pretty much you know block down and pull uh, the, the two backside linemen, and it turned into just a big sweep because all they had to do was wash everyone down, and then you come around the corner with your two big offensive linemen and Penny's right behind them. So it was just a straight run. The, the next closest dude was five, ten, twenty yards away from the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So so he was seeing what he needed to see, and they whatever game plan they put in this week to look for that, he saw it and called them. They were perfectly timed, perfectly called plays for the defense that presented itself. You bring up a good point, Paul, as far as um, those checks and those audibles versus those spectacular type of Russell Wilson plays, right? That's a breeding ground for consistency, right? You play against the big-time quarterbacks and that's what you get like when you're playing against a Tom Brady or even like a Peyton Manning you don't get a bunch of you know craziness and spectacular everything is by plan everything is scripted okay I'm gonna check to this and this is supposed to be here and this is supposed to be open so I think that's a beautiful sign that Geno has command of this offense Mm -hmm. he's um Everybody has to trust in him. He's putting everybody in the right spots. And you talk about the running backs, you talk about the offensive line, everybody being on the same page to be able to make this thing happen. And 
the more we keep on talking about this, the better it sounds. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for the offense. You know, it's it is interesting now where. In, the, in years past, I was, you know, I just felt like we were going to have a 5 for 11 first half game, you know, throwing the ball, and we were going to be in the second 14, 15 situation. It just, you know, it was really inconsistent. We, we were always having to live off the big play. It is so different now to go, we're always in a manageable situation. Yeah. You know, there's only been a few times today where we came up first and 20, second and 20, where I go, how ah, we're not built for that, and we got a first down every time. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's confidence right there, particularly first and 20, mm-hmm. where he goes, okay, I got half of it back. It's second and 10 or 12 now. Next play, it's third down and four. Boom, all of a sudden we hit a big play. And I'm like, wow, I just feel so good the way that we're running this offense. I just don't feel like we're ever in a stressful situation that we have to live by the big play. Mm-hmm. But the big plays are starting to, you know, it's really two weeks in a row where the big plays are starting to pop up. I look at this offense and I just think it's impressive. Like what Geno has done has been extremely impressive. And now you got the run game going too. So who knows how far they will go. Hey, the Seahawks take pride in the legacy of our 12s. Your kids can stay in the know and be a part of the action too by signing up for our Juniors 12 loyalty program. Kids will have access to activities, virtual content, and so much more. Visit Seahawks.com 12s and sign up your kids today. All right, the final score, Seahawks 48, Lions 45. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Production assistant, Nishan Kandapudi. Studio coordinators, Matt Nelson and Andrew Enzo. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks Road Trip continues next week as they travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Pre-game coverage begins at 8 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk, but if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moore, Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, I am Michael Bumpus. Seahawks get it done, 48-45. to 45. Welcome to Hawk Talk. I am Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, and Paul Moore. The Seahawks get it done in Detroit, 48-45, to 45. and it was all about the offense, fellas. Geno Smith, 23 of 30, 320 yards, Two touchdowns. Rashad Penny has 17 carries for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Also, DK Metcalf got going. His biggest game so far, seven receptions, 149 yards. And Tyler Lockett, six for 91 yards. The tight ends got involved. You got Uncle Will Dissey with a touchdown and Noah Fant with a touchdown. You look at the score, you're going to think nothing much really happened for the defense, but they did have a couple big plays. You got the rookie, Kobe Bryant forcing a fumble. You also got Tariq Woolen with a pick six. End of the day, it might not be pretty on one side of the ball, but you take a win however you can get it, Big Ray. Uh, absolutely. Like, it takes both sides, all three phases, to win the football game, and sometimes one one has to carry the load. And today, the offense carried the load. They answered every time that Detroit seemed like they were going to close the gap, and uh, and they answered it with poise. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of – panic that it looked like you know in the offense even even though we're about to go nuts every night every time the, the play got play clock got down to like five seconds uh but Gino seemed to be in really good command of what he was trying to get done you heard them talk in the post game about the communication was on point I think Paul said they in that situation they only had to call one time out even though it seems like every 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 play they were, they were running the clock down but it was it's just really good to see I'm, I'm just super excited for Gino man I'm not even gonna lie uh, for people to question whether or not he should have been the guy, or or if it was a fair, uh, tr- you know, uh, competition, this, that, and the other thing, uh, he's playing really well, really poised, putting the putting the guys in the right position. I, and I like what True said too. He he's not just putting the 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 running backs and the receivers in the right position to to be successful. He's putting the offensive line and uh, and like just just looking back at those two touchdown runs by by Penny, uh, it was just remarkable that. 
how Detroit set themselves up for the for the plays that that uh, he audible to to be the perfect plays for those defenses, and then the, the offensive line executed it well. Patience uh, shown by the running back to allow it to happen, and then explode through the hole. So it was just just really good stuff to see uh, that today. And then you know the defense, yeah, they were struggling, but they they made enough plays to keep them off the board enough times uh, for you to have just a, a few more points at the end than they did. Yeah, I mean, look, anytime you score on defense, you know, that's a big game changer. And coming out the second half, uh, to all of a sudden go up double, you know, digit score, I mean, that, that was big. That was the one thing that for the most part till the very end, you know, we were we had at least, you know, seven-point lead, in, and that takes all the pressure off in the world. Uh, you know, we – to me, I look, a win's a win. I, I don't care. You know, on the road, it's a hard – it's hard to win on the road, particularly in the morning. You know, even though I think they've won ten of their last eleven. I know everybody says, "Oh, it was Detroit." And look, Detroit was the number two scoring or number one scoring team in the in the league coming into this game. Um, they they've got players. They've they've had a bad team for a long time, so they got a lot of good young draft picks along the way. So to me, it's it's a good game. We're getting a lot of experience with our young guys on defense, a bunch. Now, again, we're now a quarter of the way through the season. We got to take the next step, uh, and you know this is going to. Pete's going to pull it, all of his hair out if we don't get that corrected on these big plays, because that is everything he's against. Right. And so, at the same time, man, you're, you're playing a fine line. You still got to be aggressive and attack. Because I did see us in the second half, we started to get soft in coverage. We weren't jamming anymore. We weren't rerouting. We weren't tight on coverage. Really, towards the very end. Um, Lots of ways to improve, but to be two and two with a chance to go on the road again next week against New Orleans, get the three and two, man. You get, I mean, I, I'm I'm pleased where we are. Yeah. So another bright spot for the defense was the third down, right? I talk about all the time you want to be able to get off the field, give the ball back to the offense. They went. Uh, Detroit was four for ten on third down, and I know they, just like you said, Paul, they had a ton of big plays, and we want to cut that down. But everybody that came to the podium today on defense they talked about the little things that we need to fix and that um, I think that eliminates all of those big plays once we start fixing those little things on leverage and the tackling and all the small stuff that young guys go through and like we said we got a bunch of young guys playing I know we can't keep saying it every week but there is some fact to that there is a learning curve so everybody out there let's not panic and let's just ride this thing out and we came away with the dub today so I think we're in a good spot. Yep, that's a good point. The Seahawks held the Lions 4 for 10 on third downs. Meanwhile, they were a 9 for 12. Big Red, we also won the time of possession again. Second week in a row, 33 minutes to Detroit Lions, 26 minutes. When you rush for as many yards as we did, that's not surprising. Yeah, absolutely. And you keep the clock running. And like you said, even in, whether it was strategic or not, Gino was running the, the play clock all the way down to the end. So, uh, you know, and – you know, converting the third downs, you know, or not getting the third down and just keeping drives alive uh, is a beautiful thing. They, the first half, not so much with the running game. I think Penny only had five carries in the first half for maybe eight yards or something. And so in the second half, just really exploded with those big runs. And then and then uh, just keeping – we always kept talking about before the game, if you can keep the ball more, then you have more opportunity to run the ball to kind of keep the rhythm. But then the way Geno used the tight ends, the, you know, the timely throws to – DK and the timely throws to um, uh, to Tyler, just everybody was a part of that. You know what I'm saying? And that 
if you're playing in an offense like that, you come to work. You're, you're excited to get to work because you know that the ball may be coming your way. And then as an offensive lineman, you know that you're going to get to use every tool in your toolbox. So we're going to drop back and, you know, seven-step drop. We're going to get the ball out fast. We're going to pull. We're going to zone block. We're going to, you know, trap and pull block. Like, you're going to do all of that stuff. And that makes you even more confident as an offensive lineman because you get to use more tools in your toolbox. Yeah, I, just to, again, to make one more emphasis on how, how dominant we were offensive. Offensively, we already said that we had not punted. That's never happened in Seahawk history. That's a remarkable stat. We never had to go for it on fourth down, you know, to extend a play. Mm-hmm. We were two for three on field goals, and the one we missed is a ch- kind of a chip shot. We would have scored on every possession. I mean, come on, man. I, this is the NFL. These are unheard mm-hmm. of type of numbers for a team that most thought we were going to struggle offensively this year, and that was going to be our weak link. So, again, one of the great performances in Seahawk history on offense. Well, Dissy had a great performance, a good performance. Four catches for 39 yards and one touchdown. He's standing by with Jen Mueller now. Is it easier to ask questions this week? <laughs> no. Let's just say the questions are a little bit more fun this week. Let's start with that, especially when you score on the opening drive. What kind of lift does that give the offense to go down and score out of the gates? I mean, I watched a walk-off home run as we pulled into this city and uh, just rode that high all the way to, we, you know, first quarter, fourth quarter, didn't matter. You know, good day to be in Seattle. Why did we see so much offense today and so much, I think, efficiency on offense? You never punted. Yeah, it's hard to point a finger at uh, who did right today. Uh, you know, Geno got us in the right play calls, offensive line executed, um, and Shane called a good game. You know, guys just played well. Um, I'm happy for us. You know, it's a big win. Um, we'll celebrate it, and then we'll go get ready for the next week. Okay, but tell me about the touchdown, the route, and at what point you knew you were open. Yeah, so Noah caught a ball in the flat. He scored. Um, that was a good one. DK, he got in there. Rashad got in there. Gino got in there. There's a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good plays out there. I like that you just completely glossed over yours. That's fine. Block and bridge. That's block and bridge. <laughs> okay. It's a lot more fun when you win. You know what I'm saying? It's true. <laughs> hey, when you talk about the Titans being on the field, certainly we've seen a lot of 12 personnel. Um, how is that helping just everything function, whether it's the run game or, or helping the tackles out a little bit? Yeah, I mean, super proud of uh, the tight end room. You know, Nolan, Colby, Tyler Mabry, we show up to work. Um, Pat does a good job getting us ready for the games. Um, I think it just adds a dynamic, you know, for defenses. They got to worry about the run. They got to worry about um, deep shots. They got to worry about quick games. So there's a lot going on in their minds. They can't really prepare and tee up um, like they might if there was other personnel on the field. When you see Rashad Penny, you rip off the 31-yarder, the 41-yarder, especially that one in the third quarter, man. Like, how much of that is him making that play happen versus offensive line creating it? Yeah, I mean, Rashad's a great running back. Um, you saw it at the end of last season. You saw it into this. Um, you know, got a shout-out, Andy, um, our run game coordinator. He did a heck of a job game planning. So it's a little bit of everything. This was a good team win. Um, you know, offense, we was just excited to get points on the board and get out with a win. You have mentioned the Mariners a couple of different times. That's right. I was just going to say, you get to celebrate this. You get to celebrate them being in the playoffs. How did you celebrate when you found out Friday night? I was FaceTiming uh, one of my best friends, Troy. He was at the game. I had to see it live. Uh, Buddy hit a walk-off. I was going nuts. He flipped the camera. The stadium was going nuts. Just super happy for that organization. Um, I know how much those guys work. I'm in the facility, you know, getting... um, Love to love to get a BP, you know that'd be fun. Uh, but uh, no, I'm happy for the Mariners, man. You know, they got a lot of work left to do, but I'm happy it's behind us. We can celebrate them getting the playoffs. Droughts over, and uh, let's go see what they can do. Make some magic happen. And let's just give a plug for them. Bump playoff start on Friday. 
Playoffs on Friday. Everyone's feeling the, the Mariner love right now. Will Disley, it seems like he's been the guy to get this offense going the past, what, maybe two or three games. Um, again, whenever I see the tight ends get involved, it uh, it just reassures me that everything is working, you know, because they're not really having been an emphasis in this this offense. But when they get going, I mean, the run the run game is there. That means Geno C in the field just feels right, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to me, like they always say that the the tight – it seems like everybody's the quarterback's best friend, the left tackle, the running back, the tight ends, like the deep threat, everyone's – but the in this offense, I think the tight end is – Gino's best friend. It's kind of it helps them get into rhythm. Helps them stay in, in you know in front of the chains. And then you have like in the pre preseason we talked about. I think it was you and I. We talked about the three tight ends and just the different you know skill sets they bring to the table. Parkinson's tall. Put the ball up high, but he can run fast and and and, and catch the ball well. Run after the catch. Fant is a more athletic mismatch for for linebackers and things. And then Will Disley is kind of like the guy that can do a little bit of the block and a little bit of the catching and a little bit of the route running and he seems to be the one that people kind of miss and all of a sudden he has what hmm. two three touchdowns already this season so I think that that room has a chance to be way more productive probably than it's ever been here since like you know Jimmy Graham just did it all by himself but a spread out between those three dudes that room is a weapon in and of itself yeah I'd even say those three are going to have the best tight end season in Seahawks history mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the big one to me is Cody Parkinson uh, because Cody's become a blocker mm-hmm. so now you have him with that six seven height where he's now inside and they were using him on the backside bringing him around on on uh, bootlegs same with right. Disley's become a much bigger factor than I thought he would in the passing game I and mean, we always knew he's a good blocker mm-hmm. yeah fans probably the most skilled Right now, he's battling to get catches from those other right. two. So between those three, you know, again, we combined. I bet you by the end of the year, this will be the most productive tight end mm-hmm. production in Seahawk history. Yes, Paul, I would agree with that, and I think it's one of those things, right? DK and Tyler at the defenses of or are going to key on those guys, of course. And when the guys that the defenses are like, okay, let's not let these guys beat us. So we might go one on one with the tight end. So now that they're producing, this could really open up the offense for everybody, man. So, it just again, it's a real good look. Um, that Coach Waldron is calling a great game. The tight ends are getting open, and they're doing their thing, but it's going to trickle down to everybody. It's going to be a domino effect, mm-hmm. and even down to Geno. So, just like you said, Paul, the numbers could get, you know, pretty cool here in a minute. Mm, so, I fun. like it. I like it. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Jim Miller standing by with Jordan Brooks. Okay, let's start with the fumble recovery and the forced fumble from Kobe Bryant. He said he's been working on that all week. Pete's got him honed in. What have you seen as far as his attention to detail on that play? Yeah, it was a big emphasis this week. Um, Just punching the ball out. He did it in the game. And so it's good to see, you know, taking the practice to the the game and um, and it paying off for us. He said he was trying to recover it himself. You beat him out, though, huh? Yeah, I just seen the ball on the ground. Just hurried up and got up on it. And so... There were some good plays. You knew that this team was going to run the ball, but what kind of happened that those yards got out of control in the second half? It's always maybe one or two runs that get out. They give them the big chunk of yards that they had. I feel like you eliminate them plays. They don't have a running game today. And so we just got to keep keep working continue to get better. And as the, the leader of the defense, what was the conversation after, I think it was the 71-yarder, I think, Cody was in on that play, should have been in on that play. What was the coaching point when you guys get back to the sideline? 
we just got to tackle. As simple as that. Um, I think we missed a couple of tackles, let it got loose. And so just got to tackle better. Is it something where at this point in the season we should be past that conversation? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like we should, but it's the, it's the National Football League. They got great players too. And sometimes you're going to miss a tackle, so it's something that you got to continue to work on week after week because nobody's a slouch in this league, so you got to just keep honing in on it. On the other side of the ball, how much of a spark does Gino give the entire team? Uh, he's been playing great. Um, I hope he keeps it up. Uh, O-line keeps blocking for him. Receivers keep catching him. Running backs keep running the ball. All right, Jordan Brooks leading the team in tackles today, Bump. Thank you, Jen. That was Jordan Brooks, the leader on this defense. When we return, we're going to talk about this defense. How can we fix it? That is next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I am Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts, Paul Moyer, and Marcus Trufant. Now, the offense put up a lot of points and a lot of yards, 555. The defense gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards, 520 yards to be exact, 45 points. So the question is, how do we fix this defense? When the coaches hit us up and ask us for our report, <laughs> what are we going to tell these guys? I'm going to say, look, let's just make sure we score one more point than the other team. That's that's good. And so today we had two points to, to play with. I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, we weren't even favored in this game. Uh, to me, it's just I, – I think we were playing our run defense better today. Again, I know that doesn't sound right because you give up these big runs. It just, you know, accentuates these, these numbers. But it was more consistent today. I saw us bottling things up better with – I, again, we just giving up big plays. You just got to keep talking about it and talking about it. It's usually pursuit angles. I always say you're going to miss tackles. I have had I had a lot of missed tackles in my life, but a guy was right there to make the tackle right after, and it didn't look like a missed tackle. And that's what you got to start doing. We just got to have more guys, more uh, assists, and, and gang tackling. I think we'll get there. Um, but other than that, look, we're just we're young guys. They just got to keep learning. Yeah, I, I would say too, just uh, the physicality of it. I think they need to keep improving on too. And I'm not just talking about like tackling hard, but I'm talking about attacking blockers and using you know having violent hands to get off of blocks and not get stuck and you know magnetized to the blocker. Those types of things, like just the physicality to get off blocks, whether you're playing on the D line or on the second, the, the next level with the linebacker spot. There's too many times where uh, you see like either a linebacker or defensive lineman just locked up with a dude. For an extended period of time, and that's creating lanes for 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 the for the running back, and then uh, and then just keep working at getting the right combination of pass rush uh, out there. Whether it's Johnson Jr. and Mafe and Daryl Taylor and and Nuosu, like just finding the right combination to, to to get more pressure on the quarterback. I think that'll you know help with the secondary and take away some of these uh, conversions that get through the pass game or put them in a negative yardage that way. So. Uh, the physicality of it, and then a little bit more pass rush, I think, is is a fix for me. I think both you guys hit it on the head. I like everybody getting to the ball. I know it sounds cliche, but everybody's getting to the ball. To make a open field tackle in the NFL, one-on-one tackle is tough. I don't care who you are, right? So that's a lot of the situations, um, especially on the – the second level, it's a one-on-one tackle in the open field. If we can get everybody flowing and going to the ball, just like you practice in training camp, just like you practice every day in practice, good things are going to happen. That's where you get those strips and you get those fumble recoveries and you got all types of good stuff. So going back to gang tackling, I think has to be an emphasis this week. 
I look at some of the angles that I saw out there as far as in the secondary, right? And I, I can only imagine how tough it is to be in an open field and know that, look, I don't have a lot of help behind me. I have to take the perfect angle and wrap this guy up and get him to the ground. Um, I just see angles, and I, I see unfavorable angles. I see guys going underneath, not staying up on the upfield shoulder and just securing the tackle. Sometimes it don't even have to be that pretty. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you just get the guy to the ground or you get him at a bounce. Um, when – I see the missed tackles and the angles. Is it as simple as just doing a drill, you know, or or is it as simple as going to the what, excuse me, the film room and and having the what is it, the Mondays? What do they call that? Tell the truth Mondays the truth and Monday. put and put pressure on yourselves and how your peers put the pressure on you, or is it a personnel thing? Well, nothing's easy, right? right? They're, they're, when I coming into this game, some some was absent, or we were all talking about our defense. I like, there's not one thing I can put my finger on. It's not, the, it's not the secondary, it's not the linebacker, it's not the D-line. It's just a little of everything. It's one guy missing here, missed assignment, a miscommunication. You know, the stuff adds up. It's the NFL. They're going to find it quick. I look at this game, and let's talk about their 81-yard touchdown or the, the, the big pass play to the, the tight end. We got a missed tackle. It probably should have been a seven-yard game. I got Cody Barton, who should have ran him out of bounds, and maybe it's now a 14 to 20-yard play at the most, it goes 81 yards. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, how do we fix that? <laughs> we, we Maybe change personnel. And, you know, I'm seeing some guys m- miss the same and, and let them sit and watch for a bit. That that one. I look at the 51-yard run. Same thing. We get stiff-armed. I mean, we're in the open field. You can't get stiff-armed. I mean, you just you got I'm, I'm a big waist guy. I mean, I'm about grabbing a waist in the open field because you're not going to make a knockout hit. I mean, it's just right. not the time for it. And the other thing is i got to make sure I force it somewhere to where my guys are. Um, I'm looking at uh, – I, I, I'm going on and on these big plays. Right. Most of them are missed tackles. Some of them are just us not playing the assignment properly. Now, it's 520 yards they have. I, I'm going to have a hard time finding 200 yards to bring down to make this manageable, <laughs> right? But there are 10 plays that were 313 yards. Ten plays. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, when when I'm looking at San Francisco giving up 200 yards a game defensively, I mean, we had ten plays, 300. So it's not easy. It's not an easy fix. I, I got to go watch the film. I do what Pete always says. It's, yeah. it's too hard to see it on. We don't get the full angle and what the assignments are. But there may be some personnel changes. Right. I think for us, too, man, it's – Kind of like having a slow leak on your car, right? And you're leaving a bunch of stains and nasty stuff in your garage. Yeah, your car still works and you're still doing stuff. And that's kind of what this defense feels like. We can still do stuff. We're making big-time plays, but it just feels and looks nasty at times, right? So um, it is a thing to where we can drill this thing and we can go overboard with the gang tackling and do all that stuff, but we still want to be able to play Seahawk football, and we don't want guys to start playing scared, right? We still want to be loose. We still want to be out there and be able to have fun and make plays. But you got to do those little things first. So you got to go back to the foundation. If your foundation is screwed up, it's going to be tough. No, I mean I would agree with all that stuff. You know, like you know, you know, obviously we are not in the the room and know you know assignments and things, but just looking at it and just being able to, you know, that's why I just said like uh, last week. Sometimes when you get super athletic you lose like the physicality of, of it because you're you're have guys that are used to running and 
you know, getting around people, outrunning people, making plays and stuff like that. And so you can, and it's not, it doesn't make one better than the other. It just means that usually when you have uh, really good athletes, they're not always the most physical dudes. And so, uh, and so I think you have to somehow find a way to kind of promote and encourage that physicalness. And I'm not saying like knockout punches and things like I was saying, like, it's just, like it can just be as simple as a defensive lineman. When you get locked up with the offensive lineman, like how violent are you going to be with your hands to get off that block? Once you make the read or you're going to stay connected. If you're a linebacker and the, and the, 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 the tight end or the guard is coming up to block, you're just going to catch him with your hands or you're attacking him to get him off you or get to the spot where you can be to, to make a play like those types of things. And then that's part of physicality too. And so that's the piece that I, that I would like to see, you know, and that that I don't necessarily see uh, them doing consistently. All right, lots more to do when we return. We're going to talk about this offense and also give you our game MVPs. That is next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. We're actually going to get to some highlights now. We're going to break down what we saw, who did what. Let's get right into it. All right, hey, the very first drive, Gino keeps the drive alive on a third down by using his feet, but then he finds Will Disley on a 17-yard dot, capping a 11-play, 75-yard opening drive, 7-0 Seahawks. Ball at the line, 17-yard line, play fake. Gino's going to throw to the end zone. Reaching up, making a catch. It's Disley. Touchdown, Seahawks. The Seahawks have given the Lions a big dose of tight end here in this first quarter. And Will Disley catches his third touchdown of the season. Will Disley just reaches up. The defender couldn't get to it. Gino put it right in the right spot. And the Seahawks lead 6-0. Well, it wasn't the touchdown. But the touchdown was awesome, too, to Will Disley, which, again, we talked about the tight ends in play. But this was something that was a big part of this game today, and that was the legs of Geno Smith in extending plays. He had 49 yards rushing. On top of that, he wasn't sacked. Um, He did have the one penalty where he uh, had a grounding. But, again, he used his legs spectacular today. All right, the Lions take advantage of a fumble on a punt, and Jared Goff finds Hawkinson for a 32-yard toss capping a one-play, 32-yard drive, 7-6 Hawks. The single setback, motion across the formation, a play fake to him. Goff looks to throw. Now he's going to let it fly. A flag is down. Ball is caught near the sideline. Touchdown Lions if it stands to T.J. Hawkinson. Tariq Woolen was called for the hold. It doesn't matter. It's going to be declined. Hawkinson has a touchdown from 32 out, and the Lions are on the board. You know, we talked about some of the young guys on the defense. It looked like somebody might have been out of position or something on that when a tight end was too wide open on that. And uh, these are things that we can get corrected, eyes and leverage and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, touchdown, but it could be fixed. All right, Geno does it on his own this time, capping a five-play, 75-yard drive. He runs it in, 14-6, Seahawks. Geno's going to run a quarterback draw, and he's going to walk in. Touchdown, Seahawks! The Lions had so much to look at with running backs and tight ends and receivers spread all across the board. Geno took the snap, ran right behind Austin Blythe. His center went right into the end zone for six. The Seahawks have had the ball twice. They have scored twice. It is now 13-6. to six. Yes, another good play call uh, by Shane Waldron and executed well by the offensive line in Geno. There's pretty much one dude playing center field, and so you start out, uh, Austin Blythe, I think, did a really good job of starting out with a double team and in perfect timing with the quarterback, uh, got up to that center field, and then Geno was able to walk into the end zone. 
All right, the rookie Kobe Bryant punches the ball loose. The Seahawks get the football. Then there's a big play to DK Metcalf down the field, about 55 yards. But to cap a three-play, 52-yard drive, Noah Fant, one-yard touchdown in the end zone. Seahawks right back to the line of scrimmage, first and goal at the one. After that 55-yard completion, Geno play fake. Geno dumps it off in the flat. Touchdown! Noah Fant for the score. Wide open, and you don't get any more open than Noah Fant. And the Seahawks are just kind of running these Lions ragged. Guys are open all over the place. And look, Geno's spreading the ball out. And we talked about the Titans. The Titans are averaging seven catches a game right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got 28 after four games. The record, I think, is around 85 for Titans in Seahawks history. They're going to shatter that number if this keeps going. So, again, Geno's got a lot of weapons in his arsenal. All right, we sit around at halftime. We're saying this defense needs to cause a turnover. And what happens? The very first play in the second half, Tariq Woolen pick six to the house, 31-15 Hawks. Goff will start under center. He has two tight ends in the game, a play fake to Williams. Goff has all kinds of time. He's going to throw. It's picked off. Coming the other way is Neal. Down to the 20, the 10, cuts back inside. Touchdown, Seahawks. It's Woolen. Tariq Woolen makes the interception return for the touchdown. Tariq just stepped right in front of the receiver, picked it off, and he was gone to the races for 39 and a touch. And, man, that's the way to start the second half. Tariq Woolen playing a little game of cat and mouse. Man, I'm going to let you think the tight end is open, but then I'm going to show you what this 4-2 look like, man. He jumps in front of it and makes it happen, man. And this dude's getting better every week, man. It's kind of scary, but uh, big shout-out to Tariq. All right, on this next play, there was some confusion on third down, so the Hawks get to run a second third down play, and Rashawn Penny takes the ball 36 yards for a touchdown on the ground, capping an 11-play drive, 38-23 Seahawks. Penny in the backfield, and Penny gets a handoff, and there he goes, the 30, the 20, he's going to score 10, 5, touchdown Seahawks! What a play call by the Seahawks sidelines, what a play by the blockers up front! On a third down and 16, and Penny just explodes through the line, and he is gone for the touchdown, 36 yards. Great uh, play call. The uh, the Lions were up and had all their 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 line or defense up on the line of scrimmage. Two linebackers were inside the, the A gaps, and then they did a pin and pull. So you block down with the right side, and you pull the the left side. This time it was. Uh, um, just a guard they pulled, but a great kickout block by him. Patience again by Penny. Hit the hole at the perfect time. He just had to make one guy miss to get the first down, but he made that guy miss and took it on to the house. All right, but the Detroit Lions, they're not going away. There's a big play down the field to Hawkinson, but then to cap it off, Josh Reynolds catches a three-yard touchdown. The extra, excuse me, the two-point conversion is good. The score is now 38-31, Hawks. Play fake to Williams. Goff throws inside. Oh, it's a touchdown, I think. No, yes it is. It's a touchdown. A flag was thrown. I think they were going to call pass interference, perhaps on Michael Jackson, but it was Reynolds with the touchdown catch on a slant route. Yeah, look, that's the, the, the one disappointing thing is we, we kept getting a lead, take double-digit leads, and they were, they came back on three plays and three plays on us. Um, again, we just got to tighten things up a little bit. That, that was actually a pretty good throw and catch, but uh, to those big plays were just – really disappointing by the Seahawks defense. Late in the fourth, Rashad Penny continues to have a huge day. Here's his 41-yard touchdown cap in a seven-play, 75-yard drive, 48-38 Hawks. Handoff goes to Penny, breaks away. There he goes, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, 
Way to go! Touchdown, Seahawks! Rashad Penny! I'm looking for a flag. I don't see one. Again, the Lions thinking pass. Shane Waldron says, let's run it. Let's give it to 20. He goes 41. Well, this is another situation where Geno was really seeing the field well because this was they audible to this play uh, that, like I said before, they had seven guys within a yard of the line of scrimmage. So then it was just a, a, a an angle numbers game for the Seahawks. So they again they pinned down by the right side. They pulled the backside guard and tackle, and then Charles Cross. There was nothing on the inside. Took it to the outside, and then Penny just outran everybody else to the end zone. So great play call, great audible by by Geno. You know, it was a third and five play too. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's where we had a couple of third down checked audible runs. I'm promising. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that in the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Detroit would go on their own little drive, nine plays, 75 yards, but it'd be too late. And the Hawks get her done. Final score 48 to 45. Okay. When we return, we will give you our game MVPs. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. Seattle gets it done in Detroit, 48-45. to I'm Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, and Paul Moyer. It is time for our game MVPs. And, fellas, this one's going to be interesting because I think we could go, or y'all could go, I'll jump in if I need to, uh, several places here. You know, you got a quarterback that did. All right, I'm not even going to set y'all up. You know what I mean? Y'all, you just keep it 100 with me. Big Ray, we're going to start with you because you got the nice little Griffey shirt on. I'm feeling that. <laughs> well, I mean, I was I can go through the roster of dudes that, that deserve it, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Geno Smith just because not just his stats, but the way he controlled the game, the way he, the audibles he made, those two big long runs were, were run audibles that he made. Uh, and, and, it, and it produced big points and big moments in the game. So I think I'm going to roll with Geno this week, uh, not just because of the stats, but just because of his command of mm-hmm. the game and of the offense. Okay, true. All right, I'm going to jump out and I'm going to go exactly into the stats, Ray. I'm going to talk about DK Metcalf, what we've been looking for, what the peanut gallery has been talking about. We want to see balls going down the field. We want to see some big-time plays from DK. That's what we saw. Uh, Seven for 149 is a good look, man. And if we could keep this up, um, it's going to keep this offense rolling. All right, we got DK. Who you got, Moyer? So, I, yeah, I mean, DK, if, if, if he had had a touchdown on that one, if he yeah. had finished it, I might have gave him a little bit more. Because coming into the game, he was averaging 8.4 yards per catch. Today he was at 21.3, and that's more what we expect. Obviously, Rashad Penny, 17 for 151, two touchdowns. Those were huge. But, man, I just it wasn't just the numbers from Geno. Um, it's the leadership. It was the audibles. I mean, he audibled twice on third down mm-hmm. that were huge touchdowns. So he's just – he's been better than I thought he would be. I yeah. mean, I think he's – everybody thinks he's better than we thought he would be. And uh, so I'm, I'm giving it to Gino. Yeah, and I'd just say Gino had 23 for 30, 320 yards and two touchdowns, and then he had seven carries for 49 yards and another touchdown. Mm. Back-to-back 300-plus yard games. First time in his career. Yeah, it's impressive. And I think you could have gone with Gino. You could have gone with Sean Penny. And uh, DK Metcalf, for sure. Those mm-hmm. three were definitely the uh, the top performers there. All right, when we're done, we're going to put a bow on this thing and look forward to the New Orleans Saints. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's time to look forward to the New Orleans Saints. The Seahawks will be traveling down south to take on these guys. Today they lost to the Minnesota Vikings 
28 to 25. Andy Dalton is the guy under center for them. He was 20 of 28, 236, and one touchdown on the ground. They rushed collectively for 111 yards. I mean, what what do we expect from this team? You know, typically we would say, okay, they're going to throw the ball all over the yard. They're going to be really explosive. Alvin Kamara is going to do his thing. Uh, but Kamara hasn't been in, and you don't have Drew Brees anymore. You were planning on having Jameis Winston. He's banged up. You got Andy Dalton. Hey, he's been a good pro. He's not a guy – I think he managed to the Pro Bowl maybe once or twice. But um, not a guy that you you necessarily fear, but you got to respect him. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think they have enough – uh, weapons, I think, on defense that you know Mark Ingram is not the Mark Ingram it used to be, but uh, Taysom Hill can kind of kill you with something every now and again. And Kamara has been injured and not himself, so I'm not sure where he is in that whole process. But the Seahawks are still going to have to come in and play this stop the run, tackle football, get off the field on third downs. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna keep giving teams that you should put away early chances, and then they have a really good defense, or at least they normally play really good defense over there. They have a, they can get after the quarterback with just four rushers. Uh, last was it last season we played them and the line played them every year. Yeah, the <laughs> linebackers are all over the place making plays and stuff. So it's gonna be a, it can be a challenge uh, for our offense against this defense, but the, uh, our defense is gonna have to really show up and really shut this offense down if they're playing with a lot of injured backup dudes again. I mean, look, I, I hope we get Winston. I mean, he's had five interceptions through three games. That's been his M.O. I mean, we know he's dangerous, but I think we're a team right now I'd rather play somebody we have the ability to get some interceptions from. Mm-hmm. They're averaging 5.1 yards per carry rushing the ball. So you know we're going to get a steady dose of that until we finally find a way to stop the run. You know, you throw in – I just want to see if uh, – uh, I just want to see if uh, – no, he didn't play today. Uh, their wide receiver, is it Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. No, he didn't play. He, he didn't play today. No. Um, you know, if he plays, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league. Um, look, I, I always say I'd rather play a team who's struggling, coming off a loss, and a team that's hot winning, because usually that means they're playing well, and teams who are struggling, <laughs> they're not playing great, and they're not a great team. So definitely a game we have a chance to win, another early game next week uh, at 10 a.m., and I like our chances. We're, we're 10 out of 11 uh, on East Coast games of the last 11, um, let's make it 11 and 12. I think we got to come out and just play good football, man. We saw today that a team, uh, just like you said, Paul, that's struggling and guys that um, are twos and threes on the depth chart can still hurt you, right? So it's up to us to fix our football. It's not so much about the Saints because we know that we can play good football over here in Seattle, but we need to put together a, a complete game. So I think – that's what we need to focus on for next week. All right, it's all about the Seahawks, man, but they got it done today. Okay, today's final score, Seahawks 48, Lions 45. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. I like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Production assistant, Nishant Kandapudi. Studio coordinators, Matt Nelson and Andrew Enzo. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks road trip continues next week as they travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 a.m. on our Seattle stations. For Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Marcus Trufant, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks get it done, 48-45.